Hi, you're listening to the Tita's Declassified Survival Guide with me, your host, Tita B. We talk about tips, tricks, and tools on how you can survive and hopefully thrive your personal and professional life. Please don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. On to today's topic! Disclaimer! Please note that all opinions expressed by me and my guests are entirely our own and does not reflect those of any organizations, groups, or companies. So do take what you hear from here with a grain of salt, as you should with anything that you listen to or watch. Back to the podcast! This episode is for those who work full-time while taking care of their families, whether you are in a hybrid setup or in a fully work-from-home remote setup. These are two sides of the same coin that sometimes overlap because contrary to what others may perceive, staying at home and taking care of the kids or your loved ones or your family full-time is not easy. It doesn't mean unlimited Netflix time or just hanging out around the house or unlimited nap times. Nope. You manage and run the household and add a full time to that and that can lead to mental and physical exhaustion. And to be honest, just thinking of feeling or experiencing this can lead to feelings of guilt because it's for your family. Having these emotions doesn't mean that we don't want to do this for our families or loved ones. But as human beings though, of course, we tend to run out of energy or stamina. I for one am very grateful to do both. Before the pandemic, especially for those with kids or dependents or family members that are staying at home, the setup was to have other members of the family take care of them or maybe hire help to care for them while you're at work. And me and my husband were amongst those who chose the latter option. And now that we're moving forward and some of us have been fortunate enough to continue working while taking care of our families full-time, let's talk about how to sort of thrive working not just at home, but while at home. When the pandemic started and a lot of us have been ordered to stay at home, I didn't think that I would have a lot of adjustments to make because prior to COVID, my department already has been doing the hybrid setup. Boy, was I wrong. I didn't seriously consider the effects or factors rather because like what I said, I was already working from home. The factors that I'm talking about are number one, there was no one to do the housework while I work. So that's cleaning, cooking, doing the laundry, and so forth. Number two, the kids were homeschooled and because they were also adjusting, there were a lot of times that they would need my help, they still need my help, and I will play the role of the school teacher half the time or even more than half the time. Modules, have you heard of that? I'm sure a lot of people can relate. We have equipment issues, explaining the lessons, plus homework. Um, I'm not sure, but I feel like there was like more than a ton of homework that were given um, when schools are tr- uh, trying to transition to the homeschool setup. Plus, there are projects, which is normal, of course, and other school activities or schoolwork. Number three, I also did not count on being super obsessed with my kids' schoolwork and how they are doing because I can actually see how they are, how they act while in class, and I wanted everything to be perfect. 
Actually, I should have predicted that, <laughs> um, knowing myself. But kids are kids, and you know you can't expect them to be perfect. They have to be kids. Number four, I really discovered that kids really do fight a lot amongst themselves, and I will play play referee, and that takes time, patience, and a lot of effort. Especially with my kids, they're very outspoken and emotional as kids are. And lastly, the non-stop 24/7 proximity can be tiring. And though you love your family, you love your kids, they can really get to your nerves sometimes. I didn't know that I was ignoring the signs of stress up to the point that I got hospitalized because of the effects of stress. Before that, I didn't believe that stress can actually do that to you, because before the pandemic, on the days that I was working from home, we had help, and the kids were at school for most for the most part of the day, so it was easier to manage my tasks and my to do list. And because this wasn't the case anymore, my work and home life merged, and I didn't know when my workday actually ended. Plus, I know that the kids are also starting to get stressed and uneasy because they're not used to the setup of not being able to see other people. So their well-being, mental and physical, was at stake too. I won't bore you on how I turned my situation around with the help of everyone, including my kids. But I will share how you can sort of thrive your work and home life without asking or hiring for help outside um, your immediate family members. But before I continue, again, I want to remind you that these tips may or may not work for you. We all have different setups. Our kids' ages differ, and our job responsibilities differ. So take what I say with a grain of salt, meaning add your own seasonings. Take what can apply to you, and maybe modify them depending on what would suit your needs, and remove those that don't, or save them for later. Now we don't hire help anymore, even though the COVID situation is way better than it was two years ago. Because, first off, we still feel unsafe letting other people stay with us in the house, even though majority of the population in our area have probably been vaccinated and we are also protected by the vaccine. We don't want to risk it. Although we have eased up on this a little, we still have the same mentality as before that the lesser outside contact we have, the better. Plus, we don't want to have other people becoming sick because because of us. And to be honest, we don't know how immune we are or the possible household help would be against diseases, not just COVID. And again, this is our personal preference. We're not being snobs or anything. We're not um, being uh, mean. We're just really quite careful. Um, next reason is I am at home, so we don't need extra help in watching the kids. I get the front row seat to see how they grow and develop which I'm thankful for, and literally, they've grown a lot in the past two years or so. Um, and thirdly, it's not practical anymore. We don't hire help because it's not practical anymore because the kids have reached the age that they are independent enough and they don't need constant attention. I look at photos of our kids before the pandemic, and I'm always, always taken aback on how much they've changed and you know 
these past two years. Kids really do grow up very quickly. Pre-pandemic, our kids did have their own chores, but they don't really get to do them because we had help, and they're at school, and they're just learning the chores. Having chores for the kids right now not only helps me, but helps them as well in becoming responsible and independent. They have their own accountabilities. The pandemic and me being hospitalized actually helped us to step back and really talk about how the kids can now help at our house. Alrighty, now on to the survival tips on working from home or hybrid without extra help. These are some of the things that I do to maintain my routine so I don't get overwhelmed. First off, start your day with a daily devotion or meditation. No, this is not a waste of time. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to take a long time as well. But you have to allot time daily for devotion or meditation. I do that before I dive into the meat of my tasks to help me find my center because it sets my mentality and mood for the day. If I don't get to journal, I start my day with a prayer to be grateful and you know it really it really helps um, set the mood for the day. Thinking about what I'm grateful for, what God has provided me and my family, what he's helped me and my family with helps me appreciate what I have and it gets me in a positive mood. Of course, sometimes um, I still get into negative moods, but starting the day right really plays a big role for me. So you have to take this time to give thanks and praise because remember, we can do all things in Him who gives us strength from Philippians 4.13. I do this either with my morning coffee or like what I said, sometimes I do it um, when I wake up, I say a prayer. Um, so if I don't get to do it in the morning, or first thing in the morning, I still try to keep it in the morning, or I do it at night, but it's better to do it in the morning. Doing this also gives you time for yourself to reflect. Number two, be aware of your situation and accept that there are tasks that you simply cannot accommodate. This was challenging for me at first because I wanted everything done at home and at work, but there's simply not enough hours in the day. And there are tasks that take time. And sometimes we don't predict that they would take time, but they do take time. So sometimes we set unrealistic goals for ourselves. There was a time before that when I see a spot in the house that was dirty, I would clean the entire house because I was obsessed with wanting to have all the work completed and closed. This was like four or five years ago. And if one part of the house is dirty, it means that I can't close that task and it bothers me and annoys me. So I clean the house from top to bottom. Same thing at work. I used to have challenges pushing back even though I know that the timelines or the deliverables are not realistic because for me, not completing those unrealistic goals means that I failed. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. So you have to give yourself that leeway and you have to be aware of what you can and cannot do, especially since you are doing two roles at the same time and you have to consider that when you're working from home and you're taking care of your family full time. The situation, sorry, the situation is even more challenging if you have small kids or dependents 
that require full attention, of course. So you have to be realistic. Set some of the tasks at a later time if possible. And this is where the prioritization method would come in. And normally, I would say to create a to-do list, but sometimes they become a graveyard of unfinished tasks. I actually do have uh, an episode dedicated to that, so um, head on over to the playlist and see um, where that episode is. So, don't just make a list, but prioritize. Separate your home and office prioritization table. You can start with the Eisenhower matrix, which can help us prioritize tasks based on urgency and importance. You can research the four parts um, or look into them uh, into more detail, but they are urgent and important. So you do those first. You have urgent, but not important. So they have to still be done, but the timeline isn't sensitive. So you, you delegate those, those tasks. You have not urgent, but important. So you don't have a specific timeline, but it's still important. So you schedule time to do those tasks. And lastly, we have the distractions or the not urgent and not important. These prevents you from doing the things that matter most. So remove them from your list. And speaking of delegation and prioritization, if there are others in your household that can help you empower and teach them. In my case, we taught our kids the importance of their responsibilities or their chores, that everyone needs to do their share and help out. This will not only help you, but it will help teach your kids to be independent and to be functional. They will learn the value of work and they will learn how to run the house as well. At first, you can play by their strengths. For example, our middle child is great at organizing and he likes cooking. So we play to what he might be interested in. But of course, we teach them other skills as well. And these are also useful because at school, some of their performance tasks require them to take a video of them doing household tasks. And it was super easy for them to do that. Make sure you reward your kids for good behavior if possible. And if they're doing a great job, let them know. But don't expect that they will do the job as well as you do though. They're kids after all. Number four, be disciplined about your workstation and hours. I am sure you've, you've read a lot about this in Google, but it's sometimes challenging to do this. So only do your work in your designated work area and log out and avoid looking at your work materials when it's time or after you log out. The line between your home and work life is already paper thin, so don't make it thinner. Don't do overtime unless called for or if you absolutely have to. Remember that even though you're at home with your family, if you're working, you're not spending time with them. So be disciplined and work as efficiently as you can during your work hours. And lastly, take your breaks. Step away from your workstation during breaks. Do not do work-related stuff. Check out what the kids are up to. Call your spouse at work. Have a snack. You're doing it not only for yourself, but for the people around you. Because if you're overworked, sometimes you tend to get cranky and you take it out on the people closest to you. And that's our family. And even though I'm, I am embarrassed to admit it, that sometimes happened to me as well. 
So please, take your breaks. Remember that you need to do these things repetitively for you to form a habit and that's when you will notice the changes. And you have to commit for you to be able to form the habit. You have to make little changes. And little changes can lead to bigger results. And with that, we again arrive at the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something that will help you sort of thrive your personal and professional life. Don't forget to share this episode to anyone who might need to hear it. Also, please follow me on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. That's the Tita's Declassified Survival Guide. I am also on TikTok at TTD Survival Guide. Stay safe and God bless everyone. Thank you for sticking with us until the end of this episode. Please share this podcast with your family and friends because we all need to survive.